0: Now listening to the Charity Church podcast. Well, hello once again. It's Pastor Marty and Tommy D. How are y'all doing? Oh, we can't hear him <laughs> Reply. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, I guess I could identify
1: as they. I'm doing great.
0: Oh, you identify as they? No, today. I don't. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, sorry, sorry. If you if you listen to the podcast, you get a side of us that you oh, don't man. see. Or here on a regular basis, so you are the the few, the proud, the, the growing, the growing in number. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but yeah, we're in this little uh, sermon series on greatest comebacks, and uh, yeah, this past week, um, while Tom was coming back from an awful previous golf score, um, we were Man, that, here.
1: That hurts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can I just
1: say, <laughs> yeah. yes, maybe my scores weren't great, but my eight-month eight, eight month hiatus did me well. I played yeah. two rounds of golf and didn't get mad one time.
0: That's really That's good. That's the biggest win That is the huge. Yep. That's huge. You know, and some people say um, to improve your game, you need to, what? how do they word it? <laughs> Go out and quit or yeah. something like that. Forget your bad habits. Yeah, and, and take up time off. And so, yeah, so Tom was out and about and he was spending some time with his dad and the boys and enjoying some Time away, um, but he did listen to the message. I so, did. and here's what I was thinking actually. Okay, how could I possibly
1: get mad at an Aaron golf shot when all I had to do was think about the life of Joseph <laughs> and how he was betrayed by his own <laughs> own blood?
0: Oh my goodness! You like that, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you spiritualized <laughs> it yeah, all the way. That's through That's what there. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So we were uh, we did look at the life of Joseph. Um, one of the more prominent old testament characters uh yeah so starting it out you know talking about shattered dreams Hmm. tom do you have a moment to just reflect upon a shattered dream that you had are we expanding the podcast today how much time do we have
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i i think we all have dreams right yeah when we're little and i thought For me, I was going to for sure play in the major leagues. Mm -hmm. Life took me down a a different path, which hindsight 2020, I'm so glad it did. But I mean, and I say that kind of in jest because who knows, uh, but definitely playing at the next level. Mm -hmm. Um, Life took me down a different path. And so there for a while, I was thinking, well, so much for that dream. But out of that, you know, got a beautiful
0: family. So, yeah, I think every boy that's on a baseball field thinks that they're capable of playing at the next level. And a lot of people dream that they could, but when y'all saw that picture of me, you were like, he really could have.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what everybody thought. And then when you reenacted the pose, I said... My man still has it. He still, <laughs> still has it. Have
0: it. Oh, my goodness. The years of playing baseball as a kid. They were fun. They were fun. Um, but anyway, yeah, moving on from there, just the, the life of Joseph, it's, it's so intriguing. And I hope that a lot of people went home and read all those chapters, but just got caught up in that story of, you know, going from a dreamer to, um, you know, a prisoner to somebody of prominence and just... What a, what a story, what a story.
1: I think that that is one of the accounts that you can read in the old Testament. Like that was your challenge to where you could literally get sucked into the life of Joseph and you'd almost feel like you're reading a novel Yeah, and just get lost as the chapters tick by. But yeah. I mean, you know, sold by his brothers, then falsely accused. I mean, mm-hmm. things just kept getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, yeah. At what point did he feel completely abandoned, or would we feel completely Uh, abandoned by God and everybody else? Well,
0: when your brothers all turn their back on you, that would probably be uh, pretty devastating. Yeah. Pretty devastating.
1: That was just the beginning, though.
0: Oh, yeah. It was going downhill from there, going downhill. Um, You know, but as I was thinking about this message, I was thinking about how many people really have felt betrayed by someone that they trusted? How many people who did have these all these high hopes and dreams when they got married and phew, you and I deal with people all the time where that dream is shattered, right?
1: Just had lunch with somebody today.
0: It's completely yep. shattered. And, and uh, you know, I even just thinking through people and, and just lives in general and just, uh, you know, jobs that you thought was going to be the dream job. And it just turned out to be a, major source of stress and problems and um, you know I knew somebody one time that thought they had landed a huge scholarship and signed up for college only to find out it was a student loan they were approved for not a a scholarship (laughs) and uh, you know shattered dreams shattered dreams and uh, just so much of life is full of that and uh, you know we look at Joseph's life and we think man he went through a lot of stuff but man we we know people who have gone through a lot. We've gone through a lot of we stuff. Have,
1: we all have. Yeah.
0: And, um, and and if we're not careful, it can our lives can spiral into a place that's very, very unhealthy. We turn to the wrong things. We turn to the wrong people. We turn to substances and things like that to, to try to overcome that. But uh, Joseph's life through it all, I mean, was he a punk probably as a kid when he got that coat of many colors and he was showing it off to his brothers? If he wasn't, he's different than us. <laughs> Right? Yeah, right, yeah. You have a dream that all your family's going to bow down to you one day?
1: I was going to say, all you got to do is read his account. And, <laughs> you know, when he stands up and he's the runt of the litter and he says, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I'm not done with the dream. It gets better. Yeah, y'all were bowing to me. <laughs> bowing down to yeah, me. Yeah, that didn't go over well. And,
0: uh, and so, yeah, was there, a, there, there was a humanity to him, no doubt about that, that probably irritated those around him and... uh you know, caused him to get thrown into the pit, or not get thrown, got sold into slavery, and he ends up down in Egypt, and uh, and so many things that he went through. But let's just, you know, we can talk through the the points that that I kind of drew out of the out of the passage, or the story, um, that for us, if we're going to make a comeback from broken dreams, I think one thing as followers of Christ, children of God, we need to expect God's presence hmm. throughout it all. Uh, he will never leave us or forsake us. Um, we can look back through things that we've gone through that were tragic, things that were disappointing. And if we'll do our due diligence and reflect properly, we'll know that God was with us through all of those things.
1: It's hard sometimes to to think about that or resting that, resting that in the moment. Yeah. But I, I like how you pointed out. I mean, as hard as it is, even with how many experiences we have, it's hard in the moment. When we reflect back to his faithfulness in the past, it helps in the present.
0: In the present and going into the future, knowing that no matter what I face, uh, he's going to be with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, and the one I spent the most time on is the hardest one for me and the hardest one for probably most of us is trust the plan of God. Mm. Trust God's plan for our lives and, and not just for our lives, but trust God's overall plan. So, so difficult. And Joseph was like, you know, in our flesh, and probably to some degree, when he was there and his brothers showed up, they didn't know who he was.
1: Oh, man. He could have. He could have. You talk about retribution, payback. Oh. But I mean, that right there shows what kind of man
0: of God he was. And the way the story played out in detail, I mean, he wanted... Benjamin the Mm -hmm. youngest his younger brother to come and and his dad Jacob had actually kept Benjamin back and so he would do little things like put the money that they Mm -hmm. had paid for the grain put it back in their money bag and when they discovered that. So good. So there was just a little bit of, you know, there was little a little bit of payback kind of thing going on. Um, and so he puts that in there and they discover it and they get fearful and, you know, they go back, and ask dad what to do. He goes, you go back and you be honest, mm-hmm. you know, tell them what happened. But can you imagine
1: being them in that moment? Oh, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. He literally
1: had all the power. Oh, yeah. But I think, you know, when I was just thinking about it as you were going through it, though, when you see kind of what kind of character he had. Yeah. One of the things Joseph always allowed was for God to be his defender.
0: Yes, right? that's a good point. And yeah. so
1: the amount of character he showed with his brothers when he had all the power and he could have done whatever he wanted, the kind of character he showed different from the week before when he was propositioned by Potiphar's wife. Yeah. His man of character. He ran. Right. He ran from it. Um, and so just time after time, after time, we see who he is deep down. Um, he knew God was with him right? and and that kind of, it showed itself in the end.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And even though he knew he was a great man, a man of great character, there was no perfection in him. Sure. So some of the things that he's doing, ultimately we know that it got the whole family there Mm -hmm. because it ended up you know, tell him, get your, get my, well, they told them to go get their father, which was his father, obviously, but he got the whole family there and revealed who he was. And it was just like, you know, in that moment, what do they say? And Joseph steps in and he goes, listen, uh, don't distress. Don't be angry with yourselves because of what you've done to me, what you, that you've sold me here. You know, God sent me before you to preserve life. So I came here as a part of, God's plan to preserve life, and you know, he goes on and talks about the famine and and how God used him and sent him there to preserve the remnant and all that, uh, which got me thinking, how God, how God's plan unfolds is a mystery to us, right? I mean, because there's certainly so much sin involved here. There was deception involved here. There was lying. There was, um, you know, not murder, but. Almost murder. All of these things were involved. And, but he looks back on it. He goes, you know, you may have thought you were doing something evil, but it, it, God's plan was to get me here. God's plan was all of this. Well, you just said, uh, deception, lying. In other
1: words, you just used, um, you just, you saying that that sounds a lot like the world we live in today. Oh my goodness. But you, you also said though, your, your life verse Romans eight twenty eight Yeah. Like when we truly believe God is with us, even when we don't understand it, even when we feel betrayed by those that are closest to us, when we've been falsely accused, when all those things happen, we really can trust and just rest in, I might not see the total plan, but he causes all things.
0: Absolutely. And that
1: word all, it doesn't say some or most, yeah. I mean, he causes all things to work together.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that, and, and I brought this up a little bit just briefly. Because it is a, it is something I wrestle through theologically, and I think a lot of people do. Like, so if you that statement you just said, He causes all things. If you'd have stopped right there, yeah, it's kind of like, does He cause sin? No, but you you clarified that by referencing James. Yeah, that was good. But, but oftentimes, sometimes when I hear people talk about the sovereignty of God, it feels an awful lot like. God orchestrates sin in order to bring about his plan. And I like what
1: you said in the You said, next time somebody talks to you about the sovereignty of God, just stop and say, clarify, what do you mean, by, do you that? mean by that? <laughs> what,
0: exactly what do you mean by that? What exactly do you mean? Yeah, because we like to throw that word around, sure. at, but I don't know that people really understand all the ramifications of that. And I, and I read a an illustration of that, and I don't know. I'm, I'm wrestling through this, but it was like it's a story – And I I may have it a little bit wrong, but he said that, you know, you walk up to a guy, he walked out to this, to the street and there's this old man playing a game of chess, but he was the only one looking at the chessboard and he was playing both sides. So Mm -hmm. he was playing his side and he was playing the other side. And they said, well, why are you doing that? He said, well, this way I know I win. (laughs) And that's some people's view of sovereignty that God's playing both sides of the chessboard. Yeah. And and then he said, now compare that to walking on down the street. And there's another old man sitting in behind a chessboard. And on the other side, there is a long line as far as you can see. And every single one of them step up and try to beat him. But he's so wise and he's so, he's so good that no matter what they bring his way, he still wins in the end. Mm-hmm. And comparing those two views of sovereignty... I'm, I'm I lean towards the second one more yeah, than the first. That's a really good yeah, view of God's sovereignty. That no matter what what happens, not that our God's a reactionary God, and I know this is kind of getting in the weeds, was, but I think it's important it is. for us to think about that God is working all things together for good. Mm-hmm. That that no matter what comes our way, no matter what sin you commit, no matter what sin I commit, that God's plan is going to unfold ultimately. Yeah. And our story is a part of his story and he can still use all things. And so, and our story is not catching him off guard. Never, never, never. He, I mean, his foreknowledge is, is, is a part of that. And so, yeah, we, we've just got to, we've got to trust his plan and no matter what happens, whether we're sinned, whether we sin or whether we sin sinned against that, that he is at work and we can trust his ultimate plan for our life because he, he intends good for us, right? That's right his children. That's right. And what father wouldn't intend good for their children?
1: One, I think one one way that kind of to wrap my mind around just why that second analogy you just gave or example of the old man um, makes sense to me. You know, like when you're raising kids and your your two year old comes up to you and and they're trying or three year old they're trying to explain why they should do it this way, and you know us at middle age would look at them and think, well, that's cute, but, but that's not the best way. Yeah. Um, And I think of the difference in just knowledge between a three-year-old and a 44 year old. And I think, okay, now take that same difference between 44 and eternal. Hmm. And it helps me kind of grasp that he he's infinitely beyond what we can imagine. Yeah. So it's hard for our finite brains to even think um, in terms of sovereignty and things like that. Yeah. And that's why it comes back to what you were saying, trust. Yeah. And we got to have that faith.
0: We've got to trust that God, he's outside of time, but he's also inside of time. Correct. He's He's operating in, in both of these, these types of worlds. And so he is all things past and all things f- present. He's been there, done that. So the only thing different from the time of Joseph and deception to the time of us is technology. That's right. Right, yeah, he, they just
1: human nature. They just did it without technology back right. then. It,
0: it, human nature has not changed. That's right. The tools with which we use that, or you know how we deceive and how we do those things, that's the only thing that's changed. But but God knows our heart, and he he can work all things together for good because he's just. That good. He is that good. He's just that hey, good. I,
1: I do think one day if like we're in heaven and we can just pick moments that we want to be a fly on the wall and look back and watch, <clears throat> this would be one of those where you see Joseph's dream mm-hmm. come to fruition where he's walking across the, you know, the room, he's walking like an Egyptian. He's, <laughs> he's wearing the makeup and he pulls out his rag and wipes off his lipstick and mascara and his brothers look up and realize who it is.
0: Oh bro. Yeah. Yeah. What a moment. What a moment. Cause it had been 20 years. Probably, yeah. I think it was 20 years. I, I I didn't mention that on Sunday, but I think I'd researched it. I think it was 20 years that, that time had passed from the time that he had sold into slavery to the time of this people change in 20 years. I know yeah, I have, I'm Sure, you know, from a teenager to uh, maybe whatever he was, 35 or whatever. Um, things change, you know, but, but there's recognition. That's right. The, the, the 20 year older version. Um, well they knew, but, but he understood that, you know, this whole comeback was not about, not about a payback. It was just about fulfilling God's intention. And that's what he said. God sent me here to preserve life. And, uh, I don't like necessarily how I got here. And I don't like some of the things I had to go through being in prison, being falsely accused, but here we are. And now we can preserve life. All these years of famine I'm here. I came up with the plan and God's using that. And, uh, and and it's so hard, but we have got to have faith in God's plan for our lives. Certainly we don't want to just go out and live like the devil and know that he's going to cause all things to work together for good. No, I think there, there's a there's a personal responsibility we have. Uh, like you said, he remained faithful in his character. Right. These sins were committed against him.
1: That's when you were preaching and I was thinking about his, just his journey, his story. I was thinking for us application, you know, we're we're to be Christ ambassadors all the time, yeah. regardless of our circumstances. Life, we can't control our circumstances all the time, but we can control how we handle ourselves. Oh,
0: for sure. So, And, and kind of, we close it out, um, just remembering the power of our story. My job every single day of my life, is to put my life in God's hands. Hmm. And God's job every single day is to use my circumstances for his glory. That's right. No matter what I face, no matter what I go through, you know, I I had that Charles Stanley quote. I don't see it here in front of me, but uh, our job is to be obedient and leave the consequences to God. That's such a- That's powerful. It's such a wise quote. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and for us, it's just waking up every day and go, look, God, I'm going to put my life in your hands and I'm going to trust you with the outcome and, uh, and, and bring, bring about glory. And so, uh, yeah. So it, it was fun to study for that and, uh, prepare and go. Th- I, I love preaching through, um, through narratives, narratives like that. The, the stories,
1: the Old Testament narratives are the, the most fun. So to preach fun. Through. So fun. Well, who are you examining this week?
0: We are going to look at Elijah, Mm. the prophet Elijah, and the depression that he found himself in. One of the greatest prophets. I mean, he was so great, he never died, right? right? He was taken up into heaven in a whirlwind. Mm. Was it a whirlwind? Are you
1: going to flesh that out?
0: Uh, Yeah, we got a really cool. um, Okay. A visual effect, you know, with me going. You go
1: tie grand up and then have him. <laughs> sure, <say> him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! So we look at the at the work, the life of of Elijah, and uh, the the part that he went into a, a deep depression, and we're just going to talk about that. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a hard subject for me to talk about um, because I got to be very careful about how, how we navigate through that. Um, but we're going to try, we're going to look at that life. We're going to look at some other scriptures and, and, uh, and, and work our way through it. So that's coming up this Sunday and, uh, hope you'll be there. We got a couple of baptisms in the early service. Indeed. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening.